0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies where we talk about the Indian genre of films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mir and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who moonlights as America's oldest camp counselor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 40, man. That's gotta be that's gotta be the limit, right? They can't, there's gotta be a cutoff.
0: Currently, yes. However, you're not <laughs> as old as about 90% of the people who worked at Sleepaway Camp.
1: <laughs> this is not the
0: truth. Yeah, like remember The Cook? Oh, oh he, The Cook was
1: vile. He, dude. he was
0: like every time I I, I forget about it, then I, then I talk about it or I watch the movie and I'm like damn, that is creepy. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a good of,
1: movie.
0: That's a oh, super awesome movie. Love it. It holds up really well. Speaking yeah. of like gross stuff, let's kind of start to show off differently. You know? <laughs> so this is—I don't know if it's me or just the way the world is nowadays, but uh we had another shooting in El Paso. Oh. Um, first, first thing that makes me wonder about myself is I tell myself, thankfully, only one person died. Oh, I know that's is, the man. fucked up world we live in now, right? And then you know, I was watching the news today, and then it's like earthquakes and possible World War Three and Chinese balloons and toxic train wrecks in sure. ohio and yeah, yeah. crazy winter storms and stuff and i'm just like getting so sad like and just kind of upset listening to it and then what makes me feel better is a story about an elderly woman who was attacked by an alligator i was like wow that, that kind of makes me uh, remember back in the day when there were stories about you know alligator attacks and bat boys and stuff like
1: oh man you know what the internet totally ruined weekly world news and the inquirer and all that stuff i i you just don't see them and grocery styles anymore and that's that's a problem
0: it sucks it's because nowadays everyone has an opinion about well everyone has to debunk everything and it takes the fun out of it like
1: let me get on reddit real quick and prove to you that that's yeah let me let me show you how i can do it and then they use whatever fucking
0: adobe photoshop or stupid filters they use to come up with it it's no fun anymore um it's not there were so many cool urban legends we were kids about whatever chupacabras ufos ufos i mean even that's kind of not as cool now because they've it's kind of improving what do they call them upas or what do they call yeah yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) yeah it's just i don't
0: know but anyway um kind of got off track there so <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs>
0: speaking of kind of like weird disgusting things to hear about in the news
1: <laughs> that's actually where I thought you were going first with this so. oh well it is a little bit we don't ever talk about
0: Woody Allen on this uh, show for good reason rightfully uh, so <laughs> um Woody Allen forget the person I'm not gonna ask if you're a Woody Allen fan but what do you think of his movies his 50th movie I didn't even know he had 49 previously but his 50th movie uh entirely in French. Maybe because France is the only movie that might re- place that might release the movie. But uh, coup de chance, it's like some kind of romantic thriller or anything. But forgetting that movie, what do you think about Woody Allen movies in general?
1: So I have two of his movies I actually like a lot. Um, Annie Hall is a, is a really great movie. Um, yeah. That's, you know, that's a classic unfortunately
0: <laughs> it, it, is, it, it is it
1: is it, you know and Diane, uh is it Diane keaton you know there's just yeah. there's a lot of charm in that movie and uh you know Woody Allen was he was funny with his weird shit back in the day and now it's yeah. not funny at all <laughs> Woodsy Allen? Well yeah, Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have dinner with Gigi Allen if that tells you anything. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, man. <laughs> I'd rather eat shit with Gigi Allen than, sit with Woody. than listen to shit from Woody <laughs> yeah, Allen. Exactly. And uh, Midnight in Paris I, I actually Ooh, really love, love Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Um super good movie. So that said uh word that there is a new woody allen uh film in the works ah does it excite me no not at all um and then when i did you read the tag for it
0: no i just know that it's some kind of romantic thriller
1: so two young people's bonds leads to marital infidelity and ultimately crime Oh, Man. a biopic. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling <laughs> like. Okay.
0: Woody oh, Allen. I always felt like I was missing. Like I, I, I like the two movies you mentioned. I also like a is Curse of the Jade Scorpion." Oh, "Curse of the Jade Scorpion. Scorpions." Okay, that one's pretty cool. But, um, I always felt like I was missing something with his movies. Like I would sure. watch them. Uh, I mean, I in Paris excluded, but even Annie Hall, like I would watch it and think like, okay, it's funny, yes. but I don't see this like, and when I say like, it's funny, like I'm kind of saying it not strongly, but it's really funny. But yeah. um, I never saw this like genius filmmaker, or this comedic genius that other people see and everyone yeah. name drops him. Well, up, up until a few years That's ago, so everybody gorgeous. was, yeah, everyone was name dropping him, And then I'd see clips of his movies and I'd be like, wow, that does look really funny. And then I'd watch the movie and I, I don't know I just I, he never to me was like this amazing like not that his movies aren't good like uh, what the Purple Rose of Cairo is also a pretty mm-hmm. cool one mm-hmm. but like I don't know I just he's not on this like um, exalted level to me No, and this is before all the other stuff like I just never saw him like other people saw him.
1: I, I'm totally with you I, I sought out the movies because I expected them to all be great. Growing up you know before Woody had his reputation. When did, he, when did he leave? It was in the early 2000s, I guess, when he did the whole nanny. Toward the late 90s, to, early 2000s. Late 90s. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was a, I was a teenager for most of, the, uh, most of his unsoiled reputation. I, I have a hard time believing I wasn't, you know, skewed oh. by who he was and watching a lot of his stuff in my 20s and stuff. And so, I don't, but yeah, again, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I was surprised how good Midnight Paris was that's kind of how i if that makes if that answers your question kind of as i was that movie surprised me with how good it was.
0: yeah that is an excellent excellent movie and and you're right for most of my life um Woody, i mean even the woodsy allen thing from the simpsons that's yeah. before everything yeah. like he was constantly like every single comedian every single oh, film director yeah. yeah i mean Annie Hall. that like that's the i mean that's constantly like one of the greatest comedies or one of the greatest mm-hmm. rom-com one of the greatest new york movies like yeah it's on so many different lists for being the greatest and i just never not that they wouldn't make me laugh not that i didn't sure. enjoy them like i just never i don't know like he's not like scorsese to me or quentin tarantino mm-hmm. or any of these he was just he had really good movies and they were pretty funny and then all of a sudden he really wasn't funny and his movies kind of were a peek into his life it seemed like and yeah, they're kind of
1: gross after that it's kind of like billy idol you know he's got a couple hits you like you you bob your head to but you know the rest of it you can fucking totally not listen <laughs> like, to well, well, speaking of which
0: and i don't know if woody allen has reached this stage yet but i saw billy idol in uh, austin at the fun 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 festival okay. and he was doing a rebel yell I think it was <laughs> Ravaleo. Really yeah. But he had to restart the song three times because he kept forgetting the lyrics. Like, no, yeah, Billy. They it make was uh, now Dog. Uh, I know. I, you know what? I felt kind of because as it is, it's like, okay, that's not the Billy. He was trying to sneer and everything, but it just, you know, it was an 83, 84 Billy Idol, obviously. <laughs> but like, uh, he was, yeah, it, it was really sad.
1: Actually. Oh, that does. That bumps me out. <laughs> but
0: on the plus side, like, no one booed him. Like the crowd Good. was super forgiving. They applauded him. We love you, Billy. Exactly, exactly. And then when he got through the song, he got a standing ovation, which <laughs> felt like really bad. For- yeah, it was it was like-
1: <laughs>
0: So I can only hope that something happen- like that happens to Woody Allen, where he's uh, embarrassed on a grand scale. <laughs> <laughs> one of my uh, favorite episodes mm-hmm. that we've ever done on here is um, the one we did about the documentary about Heaven's Gate. Yeah, um, it was something that we don't usually do was really long documentary <laughs> it was like what six hours over three parts or something like that yeah well researched uh the documentary was i thought we did an excellent job of covering it agree, and it was, yeah and i just didn't know that much about it aside from the major things so it was a really really enlightening documentary to me and i mm-hmm. absolutely enjoyed it and i think we covered it really well on our show so Go pour through our episodes. Um, We did uh, an episode on cult movies. Not that one. There is one specifically on Heaven's Gate. But um, coming up, there's a movie called The Leader with uh, Vera Farmiga, who's been in a lot of genre movies. And uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who was just recently on Poker Face in a really cool role. But Love love Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, I saw his name pop up and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's awesome in Poker Face too. um, The Leader this is a true crime movie about heaven's gate. Like I'm totally, I'm signing up. I like the two stars and love the the topic.
1: Oh, yeah. Not going to keep me away from this one for sure. This is a, and I would implore. Yeah. If you, you know, you don't necessarily have to go back and listen to our episode, although you should, uh, but you should watch this documentary before you see this movie. uh, Just so you kind of have an idea of just how truly bonkers this story is and i'm sure you know that people seeing this are going to think it's fiction you know to some degree um this is a crazy story so i really this is going to be awesome i when do we have any kind of time frame on when it's going to be released or anything as of right now there isn't a time frame for it but
0: you what you said was like i think the biggest selling point for it uh this is the absolute definition of truth is stranger than fiction yeah. And yes, this will be a dramatized version of it, but they won't have to go very far no. to, get, to get to dig the information out it, or to get the entertainment value out of this. Yeah. Um, okay. Just kind of wanted to remind everybody, we've gotten really good feedback on our giveaway that we're running right now. So this oh. is your last chance to enter our giveaway for the original, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We have two copies. They're the uh, 4K Ultra HD versions, lots of commentary tracks, lots of documentaries, <laughs> a blooper reel, and if none of that sells it for you, then just remember it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it's the classic that's inspired so many movies and that everybody loves. So it's your chance to win a free copy.
1: Peeking around the corner over there, it's genre of the future. <laughs> what, what,
0: what you're peeking is a cock. <laughs> <laughs> February 24th on the cock peacock uh we love megan it feels like it was just a few weeks ago that we talked about what? it because it was just it was talked about. <laughs> but we talked about the pg-13 version that was released in theaters the cock is gonna have megan unrated it has been about a month and a half will you be watching this movie again
1: oh yeah dude night night it drops I'll be watching this. Yeah, no, I, I like how we've kind of become this unofficial Megan podcast. I'm excited. We 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 were fortunate enough to see the unrated version of uh, Infinity Pool, and yeah. uh, totally worth it if you can ever yes. <laughs> if you can ever get your hands on that. So Absolutely. I I know that this is going to be the same. I know we're going to get more pressure washer. I know the, we're going to. I know I we're going to get some. Keep
0: thinking of that. I keep uh, thinking. I'm, I'm. I think two things. The that I think of that scene. And, and then I think of the little boy and Megan and I'm like ooh yeah. man it can get like infinity pool <laughs> I hope yeah. not um, but uh, yeah Megan on is going to be on Peacock uh, this Friday and we've actually already <laughs> made plans we are super stoked to see this movie um, also coming out on February the 24th is uh, Cocaine Bear mm-hmm. based on a true story Now I, I think I mentioned this on here um, when I first saw the trailer I was like, "What is this? A bear doing cocaine?" And I was super excited by it. Everything looked mm-hmm. cool, and then I saw it was directed by Elizabeth Banks. And is <laughs> nothing against Elizabeth Banks. I don't know what it was. I saw her name, and my excitement and anticipation just dropped. Like, really? I, just, I did not care anymore.
1: Wow. I Why do you have uh, this? Uh, what's What do you hate her? <laughs> you know i i really don't think it's her like okay. here's what i think
0: I, I think we're watching the trailer and i'm like uh, wow this is weird this is so crazy like i can't believe this is getting like this theatrical release you know and yeah. people are laughing in the audience and like i can't believe i'm watching this thing type of reaction <laughs> and then her name automatically it was kind of like and i don't want to be that guy I but <laughs> i was just like oh no hollywood like i was i thought this was some indie movie that had broken uh, through somehow and it just i don't know nope. and, I, and and i just saw atman so i have nothing against guess oh, right <laughs> so i don't know what it was like that uh the, the trailer looks hilarious the fact that it's based on a true story is even more hilarious it does have a really cool cast in it so i will get around to it but it was like a first day watch for me uh, sure. Like a month and a half ago was a first
1: day of watch. Now it's kind of like I'll see, see it. We'll see, see it. it <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's so funny. I, I was I was never going to be going to the theater for Cocaine Bear. Uh, the Elizabeth Banks news. I, I don't know how that affects me. I don't think it affects me much at all. I guess, but um you know, uh, this is nothing to do with anything. But it cracks me up every time uh, we've brought up Cocaine Bear here, or it gets brought up at all. um The first thing that pops into my head. <laughs> Is a picture of Ben Affleck from the Nike movie, which <laughs> 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 it, it somehow works. Like he—that is the cocaine bear. He's <laughs> the <exactly> cocaine bear. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can see some screens from uh, what uh, Benny Affleck looks like as Phil Knight, you know, you'll you you can laugh along with.
0: Put it next to the uh, eponymous cocaine bear, and you'll know exactly, <laughs> exactly. what it you'll know what
1: you're talking about.
0: February 24th, a really big day. Also, coming out in theaters is a musical horror movie called Give Me Pity. Uh, oh, this yeah. stars Sophia Van Hasselberg, I believe. She's the daughter of Bette Midler. Oh. oh, you don't say? Yeah, like you'll be surprised by looking at her, but in <laughs> fact, she is the daughter of Bette Midler. But it's about a, this in the 70s, 80s. This uh, pop star is Diva. She puts together a variety show, except she's Basically, she's being stalked over the course of the show. I saw the U.S. premiere of this at Fantastic Fest. This movie is fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, believe it or not, like it is. Like, it starts off as um, it looks like just like that episode of this. I keep mentioning the Simpsons. That episode of the Simpsons where they do like the Simpsons Variety Hour. Yeah. It, it's it's like an old school variety show. There's skits and musicals, little musical numbers. Each number gets increasingly stranger. Each skit gets weirder and weirder. And she has these really cool monologues. Everything culminates in the Give Me a Pity uh, musical number. Really scary, really cool watch. And just awesome. beautifully acted. Like one of the better things I actually saw last year.
1: So I, that, I'm super excited to hear that because the trailer, I love the trailer. Great trailer. Yep. Um, short, sweet, to the point, And... Yeah, I had to double take. I was like, dude, are they like CGing Bette Midler onto like a <laughs> young woman? And I was, no, well, sh- sh- not shocked, right? She looks right. so much like her. Um, they could be great. twins. They could be, they, they yeah. could be. Um, he, we, got, we got Hocus Pocus movies coming for years, y'all. So this is good news. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm excited. This is. Uh, I think this is really cool. I'd implore anybody to go uh, check out this trailer.
0: And for a change of pace, Netflix has a movie coming out called We Have a Ghost. This one stars Anthony mm-hmm. Mackey and uh, David Harbour. So really big time names. It's about a family that moves into a haunted house, discover there's a ghost there, put it on social media, because what the hell else would you do in 2023? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: the movie for me had really heavy, like kind of Beetlejuice vibes, like.
1: Ghost Dad, too.
0: little ghost ghost dad in there also but um it looked like your typical family adventure movie yeah um i will say the last time anthony mackie had a movie on netflix um and he was like this cybernetic villain it was not very good at all this looks much much better it looks like a fun watch for the family
1: i think this looks super fun uh i i miss movies like this we really don't Get this okay. kind of stuff anymore right so i i like the light-hearted but supernatural dark theme like adam's family you know like give me give me that kind of stuff why do you think wednesday was such a big hit you know because it was this stuff and we're we're kind of starved for it at this point i think the cast is great i think you're right anthony mackie's kind of hit or miss um but he's more hit than miss yeah and um yeah i think this looks great i think it has like good spirit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's called a creeping it (laughs) real is it just me before we talk about wolf garden i have a question for you serious question okay uh does it seem like that there's more werewolf movies this year than last year at this time because i feel like last year the only werewolf movie there was was uh a for silver or the curse look for it on hulu the curse the curse Curse was the only thing that had uh, come out around this time but this year we've had a my animal this wolf garden movie we're about to talk about the the viking wolf thing yeah um not, no longer teen wolf and sure. this series it's a, that's a lot of werewolf stuff in like six weeks
1: yeah and so i i would actually say that this trend started in uh, last year um we had uh werewolves within and wolf oh, of snow hollow And there was a lot of wolf centric stuff happening. And I feel like that's really kind of picking up steam. And I love that. We love werewolf movies. We love creature features. I, this looks pretty cool too, to be honest with you. Um, It does. I I like how it it seems like it's going to be kind of a confined uh, story and, and werewolf, uh, you know, werewolf tales are, you know, locked in a cabin and there's werewolf outside. Dude, that's yeah, that's perfect. I I can't wait, man. This, this looks cool. This looks really cool.
0: This one looks cool. It looks like it's a little bit of a throwback too of the werewolf who no werewolf wants to be a werewolf. They're always like right. cursing. But right. there's also a love interest going mm-hmm. too, which is very important in a werewolf story. I, I would me. think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important to it. So this one looks like it's something of a throwback to a werewolf movie, but it looks like a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, can't wait for that. Small cast. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs>
0: February is Black History Month, so we're going to cover a pair of Black horror movies. Mm-hmm. Our first movie it comes from um, Black exploitation. Actually, Black exploitation is <laughs> very polarizing. People love it. People hate it. People think it's funny. People think it's super serious. Some people think it's racist. Some people think it has no importance at all. Some people think it's one of the most important film genres ever. We're digging even deeper. We're covering a Black exploitation mm-hmm. horror movie. Of which there's, like, what? The Blackula movies. Uh, yeah, Blackenstein. And yeah. There's a Blackenstein. I was
1: going to ask. There yeah, there's Black- a Blackenstein. Blackenstein
0: uh, JD's Revenge. And yeah. uh, this? Dr. Black, Mr. Hyde. I believe <laughs> those are all of the exploitation horror movies that exist ever, unless you count, like, Bones and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, but that's Nouveau. Yeah. yeah, very, very much so. So, uh, Dr. Black, Mr. Hyde is from 1976. Uh, so, no spoiler warning. However... Symbolism overload oh with boy. this. We starting with our protagonist, Doctor Pride, very subtly <laughs> named, is a black doctor who's working on a cure for a liver disease. Uh, when he takes this, he t- takes it on himself. He tests it. He turns into a sort of a white man. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> let's get into Doctor Black, Mister Hyde from nineteen seventy six. So right off the oh. bat, like. The names attached to this are so impressive. Um, Bernie yeah. Casey plays uh, yeah. uh, Famous. Revenge of the Nerds. Um, yeah. Man. He's also an NFL Pro Bowler.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, Incredibly versatile, a great career, a poet yeah. and artist. I mean, dude, just the dude, renaissance man. Uh,
0: and then Rosalind Cash <clears> from uh, What's Happening. Yep. Uh, That's and right. The, the, and I think maybe for some people, the biggest name will be Stan Winston, uh, Academy yep. Award winning makeup artist who did. Terminator, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Alien. <laughs> this guy mm-hmm. is just it's a very 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 um strong group that worked on this movie. But right. you know, I think that it missed so much stuff in it. And <laughs> there were so many opportunities in this movie like um, you think because a lot of exploitation or are actually all exploitation movies. They deal with race and you think, "Oh, black man turns into a white man." there's there's a very very easy story to tell there never really tells that story it's more about this creature
1: who i guess has a
0: forbidden love
1: with this woman maybe sort of. i I don't know i don't know either this movie wasted a so much time hilariously um with really pointless scenes there was uh there's lots of oh there's a couple great scenes with silky which was just—I really like Silkies at wardrobe and attire, and his Silky. whole vibe. Silky, Silky was awesome. Sil- yeah. Silky was awesome, but it's wasted time. Like you don't, you don't need any of it. It's just superfluous stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, you would have thought that with the transition from uh, uh, Doctor Pride working down at the free clinic, you know, really helping out people, to he's just like this pale-faced ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's like ultra horny uh but not
0: but he also so dr pry takes this serum
1: yeah serum and right um, term for that actually
0: and if if i didn't know if i didn't read what this movie was about or i guess they tell you when early on what happens but i never would have guessed that he turned into a white man <laughs> until like even though I'm watching him, and, and, yeah. and it's after they like they say I, it though, right? Oh, it's a white guy came yeah, out down the street because they catch Doctor Pride wearing the exact same clothes, <laughs> like right? He's wearing these members only jacket and <laughs> and khakis or whatever, and they're like, oh, it's a white guy, and I'm like, white guy? What are you? Doing? Like, yeah.
1: It's uh, yeah, his so eyes important. are blue.
0: The eyes are blue.
1: His, his hair is gray. His hair turns gray. he's, he he's more gray than white. He, uh, he, he's more ashy than uh, yeah yeah <laughs> like
0: just yeah. towards the end they do he, he's gray he's really really gray they do a good it's job really of it. Oh. but yeah they never and you know it starts off kind of like oh i know where they're going because he works in right. he works at a free, free clinic and wants yeah. and uh a prostitute linda who's the main female lead character in this um she tells him straight out like yeah like yeah, your your coat is white. You probably drive a white yeah. car. You're not a, a black man. You're yeah. working in this white world, and it turns out this prostitute is correct. Like right. he doesn't give a shit. He's just using that to work on his uh, his
1: serum. Yeah, yeah,
0: his, his yeah exactly his serum his um cure.
1: Yeah,
0: and the prostitute totally schools him, but that never factors into it at all. And then he becomes a white man who's killing pimps and prostitutes. So he becomes a white man who can't fit in a black world right don't do anything with that right (laughs) it's uh, it's a creature feature you just mentioned we like creature features but we like good creature features we like good (laughs) ones yeah and
1: it would have been had he been more like um like i don't know more vicious towards like uh, certain people or you know like it was like just pips or it was like just the black community, but he kills everybody. You know, it's yeah, he, he's kind of this indiscriminate, just like like a he's just a mindless ghoul who literally shouts like horribly the entire time he's doing it. Um <laughs> although he does manage to ask where the one uh prospector is. <laughs> except when he except when he's talking normal, like What's asking the directions.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Or it was or driving his uh um, not very conspicuous rolls royce <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> throughout like the, the ghetto and uh, no yeah. one seems to notice it apparently
1: yeah this movie dude this movie is so it's actually like i laughed a lot during this because it is it is crazy over the top and just directionless it is it is a collection of scenes now there is kind of this through this thread of like you think that he's got this like maybe like this love interest like you said but he doesn't at all. You think that there's maybe this other thing with his like assistant doctor but there isn't at all. And you know, it's just kind of like we're just waiting for him to go on these rampages, these Hulk-style rampages. And they're honestly pretty few and far between. They're not they're not it's not jam-packed with 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 rampage, which is really unfortunate. So, um yeah, that said it the crescendo of said feature which i guess this takes place in watts i don't know anything about watts california but apparently this watts tower is like this famous thing and uh yeah and if you read about this there's a lot of like direct parallels to like king kong
0: (laughs) oh yeah definitely that's the first thing that i thought was king kong
1: and um king kong for i mean
0: people for decades and decades have argued like the racial aspect of king kong and (laughs) on the surface, it seems like, oh, yeah, Dr. Black, Mr. Hyde, like, it's copying King Kong because it's making a statement about the races. No, it's just an homage to King Kong, and I don't think it has any... It's trying to make any sort of... I think it heard that King Kong may have made a statement about class, or about race, so it's going to copy King Kong. Therefore, it is making a statement about
1: race. Oh, yeah, the the idea that this movie set out to have any kind of message or anything, I I think that's really like farcical because like i think this movie was playing into the the blaxploitation genre at the time you know this was trying to yeah. get meat in the seats with a you know with honestly a pretty good good cast a, an up-and-coming actor at the time so to me this this was so pure and like i don't fault this movie for almost any of this stuff like this is this is the way they made these movies you, you you're not expecting high cinema when you watch Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde you know but you do want to see some outrageous shit and this movie's got outrageous shit and it's got this kind of just nonsense about it the whole time and shit loads of nudity which is just you know if you're if you're into that it's great (laughs) and so this movie checked all the boxes it was supposed to if you ask me this it wasn't supposed to be some like civil rights message
0: well like the thing with Dr. Black Mr. Hyde is like even some of the other movies we mentioned like blackula and mm-hmm. even ganja i mean there is a message there too definitely in those movies like this one it feels like even in the beginning when he's testing on the rats like he 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 shoots up a uh, like a gray rat mm-hmm. and then it becomes white and not only does it become white like it becomes violent towards the yeah. darker rats. so it's like <laughs> oh wow like i i see where they're going with it uh. No, 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 not, not, even, that. With, not no, even that not even that and then there's this uh, i mean forgetting that for forgetting yeah. like the whole dr black mr white thing <laughs> like right. the um there's also the story of why he's targeting these these pimps and prostitutes it's because hookers let his mom die they didn't they didn't right. open the door for him which is, that makes sense he's traumatized right, so but like it just it's just like two throwaway lines like it's, yeah it's super disappointing.
1: Yeah, it is and he's he is inconsistent as like this maniac. It's like like you said, like sometimes he can speak sometimes he's just grunting and growling and shouting. he's driving around. He's like changing yeah. his clothes to like light colored suits and shit at one point in the movie I'm like, dude, what even what is like the motivation behind this guy other than just like oh I guess he wants to get back in the hood and fuck up some pimps
0: <laughs> they do have uh in true black exploitation uh um parlance or whatever, but uh <laughs> Silky is an expert at kung fu.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he also as a as he's up against the wall and the Rolls Royce is painting him, his uh his idea to defend himself. Is to hold up his little pocket knife. because <laughs> That's going to stop the car from yeah, smashing fun. up against the wall.
1: <laughs> that part was awesome, actually. I like that. Part.
0: The uh, when the movie started at first, I was like, we were talking about made for TV movies uh, a couple weeks back. Like, mm-hmm. it did have a made for TV vibe for me. It I was, just, yeah. and then it kind of kicked in with the the, the funky guitars, yeah. and then, and then it had so and so as. Silky, Silky. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking that's a pimp though, it could be a prostitute. Yeah, I like it. I like it.
1: Yeah, he was, it was great. I like the uh, I would love to see uh, a revamp of Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, to be honest with you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Dr. Black, Mr. Hyde, it's on uh, Tubi, right? It is
1: on Tubi, yeah,
0: so C or no C.
1: By no means do I think you have to see this movie, <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I mean, I, I I enjoyed my time with Doctor Black and Mister Hyde. I, I thought it had this level of uh, you know just camp and over the topness that I expected and wanted from like an old black exploitation grindhouse feature. So, me personally, yeah, go ahead and check it out. I guess
0: if you are just gonna watch it, just. Just for entertainment value, then, yeah, it's like one of those so bad it's good movies, and yeah, yeah. yeah you'll definitely enjoy it. But uh, if you're looking for like the stronger message that it teases, and the title, even suggest, and definitely the premise suggests, like there's other black exploitation and even black exploitation horror movies that'll that'll scratch that itch. But yeah, I'd say check it out just for the hell of it. <laughs> Our feature presentation this week is Nanny. Uh, nanny made its world premiere at last year's Sundance Film Festival, and actually ended up winning the big jury grand prize there. So that's like the big award that you can win at Sundance. Uh, wow! It just came out on Amazon Prime. So the movie is about a woman from Sen- Senegal in uh, Africa, yeah, in West Africa. Uh, she takes on a job as a nanny. Uh, she's trying to save up money to bring her son to America. Um, as soon as she takes the job, though, a violent presence begins to enter her thoughts. So Nanny from uh, 2022, uh, and actually, more accurately, this movie just came out like two months ago. This is a better example of Black excellence than Dr. Black, Mr. Hyde, I would say.
1: I would agree with you. I would agree with you. This is uh, yeah, much more um, focused and um, has a, a much clearer, at times, message
0: definitely um, i think it does a really good job of foreshadowing like throughout the movie yeah. like it just drops little things like um mm-hmm. there's a part where um the nanny and i forget her name aisha, aisha yeah. yeah where uh she meets the husband of the people that she's working at for the first time and i think it takes her out to lunch and she just kind of mentions casually to him like um, I don't. I'm not going to be working here for a long time. And you're already. It's already planted in your head as like a genre fan. Like, oh, is she gonna die? Is she gonna get arrested? Is she gonna disappear? Like, what's gonna happen here? So, and there's little comments throughout the movie like that.
1: There, there definitely are. This, yeah, this this movie is pacing may have been a little bit of a problem for me um, because yes. it is an hour of that, sir. It is a good. Hour at least of of hints and clues, and if you are a patient film goer, then you might be okay with that. I am not always the most patient film goer, and it it was a problem for me.
0: I'll, I'll say this about Daddy. So I remember last year we talked about it uh, kind of briefly, just like how it won the the grand jury prize, and then before that at Cannes, Titania never never had won the big the. So it was kind of like this horror renaissance at film festivals type of thing. So I was really excited to see this. I've been wanting to see it for a while. And I agree with you. Um, The pacing, like it starts off with your normal horror cold open mm-hmm. like, and you know, and the couple is weird that she's working for her. Like it's a very tense movie. You don't know what's going on, who to trust, but the pacing, like it just, it kind of pulls you out of it a lot. And it kind of leads to and spoiler, I'll kind of talk a little bit about the movie, but we won't ruin anyone's enjoyment of it because there are some pretty big twists in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it does lead to a very flat ending.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so this this movie, I actually had to like split this up, right? So I, I I started watching it last night. I got like I said, I got about an hour in and I was like, man, I I just I'm gonna have to be more awake and with it. Because maybe it's me, man. Maybe just because I'm tired and it's been a long day. Um, no, I, I, I went ahead and just started it all over, you know, this morning. And I was doing some stuff at work. And, and, I, and I sat down and I rewatched the whole thing. That first hour is grueling. No doubt about it. There is just no doubt about it. Yeah, and as it, as, as it picks up toward, at the end of that hour, it finally gets some momentum. And, and things weird shit starts to happen to her. There's actually some really creepy imagery. Right. um that 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 you get to see and then it just stops again it, it really just is kind of stalls out completely again and we're worried about paychecks and it was like and, and i get that that that's a part of the story you know that she's trying to get her son uh to america and that's a that's a through line through the whole thing but man i got it okay i get it like i don't need I, let's give me some creepy stuff this this kind of reminded me of that movie um uh with uh that we watched with the uh with the, oh gosh what was it the uh the, the they were in the high rise uh apartment uh in like the sticks of new york or new jersey and uh had john c riley in it um oh yes 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 the uh dark water dark water dark water so dark water kind of these those these two movies man and, and water stuff yeah you know, these are companion pieces man these are really pretty similar actually the crescendo the finale the third act is so underwhelming it's it's one of the very few movies that you know it goes on for another five minutes and it gives you some extra stuff there at the end i wish it didn't do that i wish it had i wish that it had like this really gloomy it needed like gloom and doom i think and um just to kind of salvage the horror aspect of it but ultimately dude i don't consider this really a horror movie
0: yeah that's, that's a lot to unpack
1: there but you're right yeah, like, sorry. sorry no
0: no 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 that's i mean you say a lot of good things there you bring in some good points like um it's marketed as a horror movie and there's definitely some horror elements to it mm-hmm. but i think it's more fair to say that this is like a character study this is a drama yeah. uh, and not that that's a bad thing i mean we don't not that we just like horror it's not like all horror all the time type of thing here right. um and even there's been plenty of times where a movie is marketed or looks like one thing in the trailer and it comes, the empty Man's a great example of a oh. trailer that's totally missed. Yeah. It's a horror trailer. It's a horror movie, but the trailer does not give you a good example, representation of what the movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this movie, even as a character piece, like, we'll just look at it like that. Like, like you said, there's stops and starts. It stalls out a lot. Um, to me, it never really picks up that momentum. Um,
1: it. Yeah,
0: it really does. Like you mentioned imagery, like great use of lighting throughout mm-hmm. this movie. It looks really good throughout this movie. So my big issue with this movie is, um, so I have a couple of issues with it actually. <laughs> so the family that hires her, and you mentioned that it, uh, there's an issue with paychecks. So it seems like there's this, okay, this privileged white family is taking care mm-hmm. of this black immigrant but they don't really do much with that story. And con- there's no payoff to that whatsoever. Um, at least not a satisfactory one to me. And we've talked on this show about how, you know, folk horror is very European and there's Americanized horror movies, but we don't see a lot of like West African culture. This seemed like it had the premise or it had the opportunity to present us with something different and it does touch on things here and there, but it never really delves that much into it. Like, it's almost like you had to know a little bit going into it. And it, it doesn't, the fact that you don't, it doesn't make the movie any worse, but it still takes away from it. If that makes, it could have been better if they delved more into that.
1: I could not agree more. I kept thinking that. I'm like, why aren't we not, why is this like pure African Senegalese folklore? You know why isn't this just b- pouring with this stuff? You know, which you know because I don't know anything about it would probably be really eerie and creepy. You know, um, but yeah, they 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 don't do anything with it. I thought there was gonna be maybe some kind of like former nanny thing. They they kind of build up this thing with the the husband Adam, um, who's who's a, a piece of shit. He's like thinks highly of himself and he sucks. Yeah. And you know, but then they do again, like you said, nothing happens with that. And yeah, this was just missed opportunity after missed opportunity after missed opportunity it had it had great direction at times great uh cinematography um really like you said really cool imagery but man the the threads the story threads holding this thing together were not not good
0: yeah i'm, I'm i i must be missing something like whenever something <sighs> wins an award like any kind of way it doesn't have to be like yeah we cover lots of indie movies but it could be any award like even if i don't like the movie i have to be able to See, like, oh, I can see how whatever uh, the, the Bohemian Rhapsody, I can see how he won the best actor for that. But this, I, I just I don't see how it's that good. Uh, I'm not the end all be all to that sort of thing, but there's just, it's just so flawed.
1: I, I agree. I think probably the thing that really made it for a lot of people was the incredibly strong performance of Anna Diop. Like she is awesome. Which, she's her. awesome. She's she great. is truly awesome. And like my critique of this movie has no reflection on her as an actress uh or as a performer. She is awesome in this. Um, Michelle Monahan does great. She, she's great, you know? She's uh, so, freshly yeah, and sequo-walsh. suspicious. And super suspicious. Again, more stuff that you, you could have done stuff with, man whatever uh walls who becomes her love interest i like this guy i think he's a good actor he's kind of up and coming i saw him in a movie called resort to love (laughs) but uh uh i like him i think he's really good in it um he's not in it a lot but when he's in it he's good the the grandmother character is intriguing and 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 good but it's just so thin man it's like thin chicken broth (laughs) it's like no meat in there man
0: Uh, surprisingly this has a lot in common with dr black mr hyde because (laughs) they introduce these things like grandma a great example right. like they introduce them and i don't remember the exact term they use for, but she's like a witch basically a, a susan a bruja type of thing yeah right and they, they introduce it there and she's the one who introduces the african folklore and she kind of talks a little bit about it but then they just like drop a name and they're like oh yeah that's you know the trickster for misfortune and but they're actually looking out for you and that's all that they say so and if if you're just going to base it on the characters and you're just going to base it on the story and forgetting any horror elements whatsoever. Like there's just not a lot of meat on the bones there either. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a cool, like few weeks in the life of type thing, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like you said, it's um, almost two hours. It's, it'll be a pretty difficult watch for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it was a struggle for me. And, uh, uh, and I, I, I truly, <laughs> I wish it wasn't, man. I, I, I had high hopes for this movie going into it. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it was one of those things that I was like, okay, okay. All right. I'm waiting a little bit, looking at my watch. Okay. Okay. And as the movie just went on, I, my patience just started to really kind of go out the window. So that was, that's not a pleasant viewing experience. And uh, I think you kind of had the same thing. Yeah.
0: It's like nothing against slow burn horror movies. Yeah, I the- love, love the witch. Love the witch love hereditary which is a little bit faster mm-hmm. but it still takes its time and i was just waiting for this to build and to build and man the the family she's working for there's so much there like they they i was wondering okay what are they up to what are they up to i was wondering about what was going to happen with her son i was wondering how the relationship everything like it was just a bunch of questions that were never answered and then mm-hmm. The ending i think oh the actual ending is supposed to be very hopeful i think Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but it's because the previous moment to me wasn't all that sad yeah it's shocking and it sucks that it happened but it wasn't that emotional gut punch that they were going for for me that the ending wasn't all that enlightening i
1: guess (laughs) no and in a movie that took its sweet ass time it rushed the ending why do that i it was like I, that was that was like a choice that i was just like why did you do that and again i i always wonder about these end end of movie sequences you know was that part of the story did they add that on because it just it was just so fucking gloomy otherwise i don't know but it didn't work for me well
0: the other option was uh, if they didn't rush the ending, then they could have gone <laughs> at the pace they were going. It would have been another 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, it's you're right, it was so <laughs> I'm kind of glad they rushed the ending. And you're, and you're right, it was very rushed based on the rest of the movie. So, uh, Nanny, it's on Prime Video right now. C or no C?
1: I'm going to drop a no C on this, unfortunately. Um, I think there's some potential there from the filmmaker. There's some great acting in this, but uh, this is a pass for me.
0: There's uh, a lot of good in this movie. Lots and lots and lots of good, but it's like a rough draft. Um, I would also say, and I'm surprised, but I would completely pass on this movie. Every Saturday, you can find us here. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network, where they have tons of horror themed podcasts, including ourselves. We also have an open review policy, so if there's anything you like to see, like for us to see, whether it's a festival winner or just below the bottom of the barrel crap let us know
1: we will be glad to watch it <laughs> as we said we want to get dingy and grimy and filthy so let us know and you can do that also you can win a sweet ass dvd blu-ray thing of texas chainsaw massacre if you get a hold of us on the twitter and instagram the adventures and in movies you can also talk to nathan or i call him patrick on instagram adventures and in nathan i'm blake i'm on twitter man be if you i bet if you get a hold of any of those people if you get entered into that drawing Regina, she's out there on Twitter, too, at Danger Chavez. So you tell Regina you want to be entered in that drawing, too. And next week, English Corn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can find out what that's all about on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Amazon Music has podcasts now, including ourselves. Or you can go to Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to the best podcasts in the world, that's where you can find us. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will. Talk to you next week.
1: Oh,